This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and garden stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm battling a bit of the late fall, early winter crud. Okay. So it's... I'm, you sound it's, good. It's funny. I think I sound nasally and congested and whatever. Mm. I feel fine. Oh. It's just the... Hey, how's it doing? Are you going to give us all COVID? Do you have a touch of no, the, I, the vid? I, I did uh, I because because of who I'm married to. Sure. I constantly have to do that. I have to be worried that I don't have something that I'm going to pass around, give to her, and then she's going to take to the hospital with her. So no, I always have to be very vigilant about that. But um, I felt like crap over the weekend, but I'm I feel fine now. But anywho, it's just it's that magical time of the year. I get that. When the season changes from summer, oh, like sure. fall to winter, I yes. get it for like a month straight, and it sounds like I have COVID, and then it's not. Remember how we used to freak out when someone would sneeze in our yeah, presence? Yeah, still do. And by bit. we, I don't mean me. I just mean the greater public would. We've changed a lot. We have changed a lot. I do a lot years. of knuckles. I don't do as many handshakes. Oh. And I think knuckles are kind of good, because yeah. first of all, when you shake another guy's hand, guys are dirty. Right? Yes. I mean, even clean guys are kind of dirty because I've, how many restrooms have you come out of and you see a guy go right from the stall to walk right out? (laughs) Right? And even if he didn't do anything in that stall, he still touched the stall's handle. Right. Right? So he should have washed his hands. So I'm I'm morphing into a sup, sup. And I do that. And I do that and I knuckle him. Right? Yep. It's a good way to do it. Dap. Yeah. So the first story I wanted to get into with you today. Um, is actually one that we touched on briefly in Garage Logic, but I'm bringing up the story because I have an anecdote that I'm almost positive I have told you before. But you know me, I, I like to it. I like to spin the hits uh, on this show. <laughs> so there was a story in which this took place in Roseville, mm. and a couple of gentlemen had rented a room at the Keys Inn Ooh, in Roseville. Sounds nice, a distinguished place. That captured Rookie's imagination where he started to read the reviews. Mm-hmm. And some of the reviews of the Keys in were a lot of blood on the door handle. Oh. You know, carpets kind of miscolored here but and there. But in Roseville, I don't even know. I, I, I grew up in Roseville. I'm a Roseville alma mater. That's yeah. my alma mater. I cannot picture where the Keys in is. Uh, Rookie gave the, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look the it up. Quadru- quad- quadrants, the, the quadrants, quadrants yeah. of, of the location. But um, I think it's one of those places, Michael, where... They're not. They're okay with you renting it by the hour. Oh, okay. It's, My kind of place. It's one of those establishments. But the reason I'm bringing it up is the gentleman that rented a room had, uh, before they checked in, had stolen an ATM Ooh, from okay. a bank. And the reason that the uh, law enforcement was able to track them down <laughs> is that the ATM was still chained to the bumper of the truck. So they... It's just it's still in the back of the truck. So they... they just chained her up like it's Wiley Coyote, okay, and yanked her right out of the uh, uh, out of the branch. I like it, um, right? And then they just left it. Did they have it in the back of the truck at least? Yes. Okay. And so I don't know, but but it brings me. Are you? Did you find where you the know, keys? You know what's strange is the keys in is a place I've been in that parking lot, and I'm not joking. 300 times. Okay. And I had no idea what the keys in it was. I had no idea where it was. You thought it was a place they made keys. Yeah, but what's strange about it is it's located directly next to the Indian Palace, which is 
fantastic Indian food. Oh. And that's one of my, say, I have a set place that I go to. I go to the Chili's. I go to the House of Wong. I go to all these places in Roseville, right? Okay. For lunch every day. And Indian Palace is one of them. So sometimes I even park in the Keysen parking lot. Little did I know I could find a locked up cash machine sitting right there. Now, now remind me, is Indian food, is that really spicy? It can be. It depends what you get. Okay. Doesn't what, what, have is to your, be. what is your go-to dish? Uh, see, they used to have a buffet at the Indian Palace. Oh. So since if you were a neophyte to Indian food, which I was for many years, I didn't really know what I'd want to get. So I'd go to the buffet and you have a spoonful of this, spoonful of this. Sure. Some might say, oh, that's the best thing I ever had. The next thing is, that's eh, not my flavor, right? So I get chicken masala. I get, that's one that I really like. Chicken tikka masala, I think is what it's called. But now it's for lunch. And if you notice something about lunch, do you notice now, like everything for lunch is like $17? Like yes. nothing's nine ninety nine. Right. McDonald's isn't nine ninety nine. Nothing's like, and if you go out to lunch, it's seventeen dollars plus tax plus tip. So you're twenty three bucks into lunch. Yep. That's what I'm finding. That's what I'm finding today. I, I grabbed a sandwich from a place and it was fourteen dollars plus. I had a can of Coke for two dollars. That was sixteen dollars plus. I got some gummy bears that looked like um, chickens' legs, which was cool. And those <laughs> okay. are four ninety nine. So I was like thirty dollars into a lunch. So you. You eat like my 12-year-old. I do. Yeah. Yeah, because I, mean, I wanted them. I, I saw those look like chicken feet. I'm going to get those. I thought they were cool. So the ATM story, mm-hmm. I was working at a uh, a large chain health club. Got it. Uh, when I was in between radio stints. And in fact, I started this particular uh, job while I was still working my first job in radio just to supplement my income mm-hmm. on, on a part-time basis. And I really liked it because it gave me a free membership, kind of forced you, hey, you're already here. Yeah, you're going to work You're done with your shift. You might as well get your workout in, Chicks. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I was the nighttime help, and I liked the shift a lot because it was a little bit more low-key. It wasn't as busy. Okay. And most of your job was, hey, make sure the locker rooms are kind of tidy and, yeah. and make sure that this stuff... But there wasn't really... And no one was really there. So if you did your work, they left you alone, okay. which is the exact kind of job that I love. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to get it done. Just leave mm-hmm. me be. Sure. That's and the exact here, kind of job. Here at this place, you don't do your work and... They try to leave you alone. Yes. But I mean, I'm not sure how that was going Well, work. here it's, oh, does he still work Does here? he still work here? Yeah. Actually, you do your work, and Joe doesn't leave you alone. He still keeps pushing Correct. and pushing and pushing. So it was one night, it was, you know, it was, I remember it was cold outside. So it was sometime, you know, around this time of the year, and it was the time of the day where you had to be buzzed in. Okay. So because if you had a membership card, uh, it allowed you access through the first door, and then you buzzed in, and then I could say, oh, he's a member, or she's mm. a member. Yep, come on in. Uh, enjoy your workout. If you need any towels, just let me know. Right? Okay. It was one of yep. those deals. Yep. And so a uh, guy walked in, and he had a cart, and he had a, a me- not a mechanic's outfit, but you know, an outfit that looked like, oh, he was here to do something. I would say okay. it was probably 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night. You and know, you got to let those guys in because he's got he's got a job to do, obviously. Correct. So yeah. he's knocking on the door, and I said, oh, I'm sorry. And he said, hey, I'm, I'm here. I got a call. I'm supposed to fix the ATM. And he's got his card. He's got his bucket. Yeah. You know, I thought, okay. He's all set, yeah. I said, well, do you know where it is? He said, yeah, is it still over there by the by the, by the the vending machines? I said, yep. Let me know if you need any help. So I went went about my <laughs> daily business and did my thing. And I don't know, maybe an hour or two went by, and a member came up to me. He said, hey, uh, did you guys get rid of your ATM? And I said, oh, no, but there was a guy here working at it earlier. And he said, well, it's not there. And I said, 
Oh, God. Are you kidding? He picked the whole thing up? So I go back over there, and I'm kind of thinking, am I going to be in trouble sure. for letting this? Because I, imme- I immediately be. knew what happened, yeah, yeah. right? And so I walk over, and there was a, an exit door where he successfully found a way to cover up the um, sensor that would have triggered okay. the alarm. Yeah. And he just went out that side door with the ATM on his cart and took off. Wow. They ended up, they did end up, I found out later, they found out because it's got a tracking device mm-hmm. on it. So they did find it and they did apprehend him at some point. But I thought, am I going to go to jail? That yeah, was my, did, that was his, my first thought. Did I just thought. aid in a bed? Right. Oh. So, of course, you know, the, the, it was in Bloomington. So Bloomington's finest came and asked me a few questions and I said, yeah, I, I, I'm really sorry. This is what happened. And they I said, just assumed he wasn't lying. And, and he did. The The officer couldn't have been nicer. And he mm. said, you can settle down. You're not in trouble. And I said, well, you know, I've only been working here for a couple months. And he said, "I'm your employers will understand. Blah, blah, blah. It was, so I thought, I have been a part of said heist to a certain extent. They stage. never thought you were in on it. Well, well, at first. Because that's what I first would have done. I would have pressured you a little bit. That's what yeah. I thought, well, you know. Because I had to call my superior yeah. at the time. Uh, his name was, I think it was Greg. And I said, hey, Greg, here's what happened. He goes, well, okay, uh, I'll call Bloomington. They'll come down. Because I had you know, I had an overnight shift, so I okay. was going to be there for a while anyway. Yeah. So when they got there, um, everything was cool. But I could tell there was two of them that showed up. And one, the first guy was, okay, so what happened? And I said, hey, and they had, we had surveillance. Sure. So I said, well, yeah. And then about an hour or so later, a member came up and said, hey, do you know where the ATM is? And so, yeah, there was a few questions where I could tell he was saying, okay, so yeah. what kind of car was it? I said, I have no idea what kind of car because I didn't, didn't see him it. pull yeah. up. Yeah. I was just inside anyway. But, yeah, I could see that uh, standpoint as well. But I think I still would have arrested you. Probably. probably. No, I, there was yeah. a point I thought I was going to jail. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. It's, it's For those of us who have limited experience with the police, it is a little... Like, even if they just come talk to you, it's a little uncomfortable feeling. What did I do wrong? Right? You, do you, you think wrong. of, like, all well, the times, you're like, that one time in band camp, you go all the way back. Yes. It's like, me, now this is when they're busting me. Speaking of the police. Yes. I brought this up on GL as well. But I actually did not know Joe was going to ask me about this on Garage Logic because I was saving this tirade for our show. For the weekly scramble. Okay. Yesterday evening, I was leaving Hubbard Broadcasting. I had to run a couple of errands because it's that magical time of the year where, oh, on your way home, can you pick mm-hmm. up this, that, mm-hmm. and the other thing, which I, I I always know it's that time of the year. So I was going to run to this place, to that place, and then make my way home. Okay. When I said, you know what? I'll just cut across the tunnel on 94. Of course you would. And head home. Little to my surprise, I thought, well, this is kind of an odd spot for a backup right now. Like, it's, it's not yeah. even 5 o'clock. Like, mm-hmm. what's what's going on here? Hold on. And um, brake lights all around. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, there must have been a must have been a bad accident. This is, this is not good. And we did move for about 15 minutes. And I said, well, what? This, is, this is odd. Like, what, what's going on? And then I could hear... Sirens, and then I see troopers, you know, basically going against traffic to try to get through. And I'm thinking, oh, this is not good. good. This is is bad. And then I discover that I was hung up in a protest. Are you kidding me? Oh, it gets better. And so I'm saying to myself, okay, 
I have, and I, again, I'm trying to flip different radio stations, trying to figure out what's mm-hmm. going on here. No one's You're really talking Kenny. about it. I, uh, and it finally dawned on me, it's a protest. I don't know what for. And I say to myself, self, let's reflect, shall we? I don't care what your cause is. Mm-hmm. And I said this earlier. You could be on a mission to feed every starving child across the globe. Your mission is noble. But if you are going to join forces with others to impede traffic of people that had nothing to do with against what your mission mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. I'm automatically going to take the side of whatever you're against. Again, yep. So when I discovered later that it was a pro-Hamas protest on 94, I thought to myself, you know what? It's probably a good idea. I didn't know that because I would have floored the gas oh, pedal. My God, and I would, I would probably be You'd in be jail. In jail. Yeah. There, there is something that is wrong with society when people think it's okay. Like we're going to do this, and we're going to stand up, and we're going to. I mean, you can protest wherever you want to protest, but not on public streets, right? Not in front not of someone's home. Freeway, in not a on a tunnel. freeway. Yeah, I mean, that is really, really insulting to people, right? And really dangerous. And I think there's going to be times where guys are just going to be like, I'm not doing this. Well, and I'm I... Not, it, what, could you imagine being a Jewish guy sitting in your in your car, and all of a sudden you're, you're trying to get home, yep. and a group of people were saying, hey... To the river, to the sea, and you're like, wait, 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 what's you know, what's going on? Why am I sitting here listening to this? I would have a hard time not stepping on the gas, saying I was worried for my life. So I, I want to say to those people that elected, and we did arrest eight, um, eight people. The mm. the state patrol did, and, they, and, the, and the state patrol did have a very strong statement about how wrong that this sure. is, because you are affecting people that had not, have mm. nothing to do with what your cause is, other than you're just alienating everybody. Here's the other part of this to those people. And there were hundreds of people that were in this this protest. I want to say to those entitled, spoiled bleepholes, hey, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Head on off to Palestine. Let's see how long you last. Yeah. Number one. Number two, you are entirely too trustworthy of your fellow man in that you're putting a lot of faith that one of those hundreds and thousands of cars that you're blocking, that one of those people are not having a really bad day because mm-hmm. all they got to do is hit the gas pedal and you're donezo. Um, right? Um, yeah, yeah. All it takes is one person to go, F this, I'm out, I'm done. I'm done with all of this. I wonder, if, if we were to turn this around, and this is going to bear with me on this. I will. Let's pretend we were in Palestine. And let's pretend a bunch of Palestinians said, we're going to block the road on behalf of freedom for Jews. And they lay down in the road in Palestine. How long do you think it would take for every single one of those people to be rolled over by a Palestinian who says, I needed to get through here? Uh I guess I'm not so happy with you. I'm going to just drive over you. There was an accompanying video that I saw on social media basically summarizing what you just said, mm-hmm. but it was, I th- was it Japan? I can't remember the country, but it says, this is, how the, or this is why this wouldn't fly. I think it was Japan. And it was tw- exactly what you just said. So someone drove right through. No, you're sorry. Oh, yeah. wait, you can't. No, you don't. You don't get to just sit in traffic. Yeah, you just can't do that. That's not yeah, that's yeah. not how things work. But this is what we've created. As Joe mentioned earlier, the failed academy 
has bred so many of these entitled, spoiled brats that they just think, well, this is just okay. Well, My cause is so much more important than what you have going on the rest of your well, day. Well, you know, I think they, they believe their cause is very important, right? I think passionate people believe their cause is really important. Sure. That's not the way to do it. That's just not the way to do no. it. You get people angry against you, not with you, angry with you, right? Yep. They're, they're not on your side. Can You know what? I wish I was we already would do. not pro-Hamas. Yes. This just solidified yeah. my stance even more. It's very hard to be pro-Hamas. Hamas. I'm just going to yeah. tell you. It seems, it seems... Sorry, I interrupted you. No, but that's okay. I think there... Do you ever... Have you ever heard of a story like someone getting arrested and they have to spend like 44 hours in jail because the, the judge just isn't there yet? Have you like have you ever heard of that? Like, something, yeah, sure. You get you get kind There's of arrested. A holiday or yeah, something, you get put yeah. in jail, and you it's Friday night, and the judge doesn't come back till Monday at four. Right? Oh, yes, because there I saw a great vi- not great, but I saw a, a humorous video. Uh, it was some poor sob that got thrown in the clink. Uh, it was Friday night of you know Memorial Day yeah, weekend, yeah. and basically said. We'll see you Tuesday morning. Uh, see you Tuesday morning. Right. So my <laughs> thought is is instead of arresting eight people. You arrest all of them, not for protesting, but for protesting in the middle of the road because you just shouldn't. It's too dangerous. Yep. It's too damn dangerous. So you arrest them all and then you put them in jail and then you give them that couple of days to think about it. Couple of days to say, ugh, that, like, this just, I maybe lost my job. Well, sorry. You, the, you someone might have lost their job who was sitting in traffic who had to get to work and that was all, and they were late and the boss said, I don't care that you were late. Or right? just every other thing. You know, everyone's got stuff going on. Yes. And I just think, you, uh, that's not your call. Yeah. You don't get to decide that I'm going to get to be fo- to, to my 45 minutes late because of your beliefs. Bleep you. Yeah. That's yeah. not your decision. You remember when they did it at the airport and a bunch of people missed their flights? Oh, oh, yeah. Could you imagine? You're, you're, it's the first time you've taken a vacation in four years because you've really saved up and it's a big deal and you're going to go to Cancun on Escape With Us vacations yep. and you miss your flight because... The whole entire road is blocked. Yep. What would you oh. do? Oh. Well, and people have sued protesters. And I think we what they should do is they should say, okay, who are those eight? And I was late, and I was late, and my food that was uh, supposed to be for dinner was cold. That cost me eleven bucks. I'm going to sue each one of you, and just keep suing them. And they'll say, well, that wasn't worth it. Right. You know, I, I now I have uh, fifty lawsuits that I have to go contend with. And they sorry, yeah, sorry, that's what you get. That's what's going to happen. Yep. So you could sue on on behalf because I'm sure your wife looked at you and said. Why are you late? Well, he said, "Honey, honey, I was I was stuck," and she's like, "Yeah, right." Well, the worst part, and again, the world smalls violin for me, but I was supposed to be at my son's practice, and of mm-hmm. course, I, I said, I, "I'm sorry, I'm I'm late." And here's when the other guy that coaches says, "Oh my god, that's hilarious." I go, "No, no, it, it wasn't funny." What if he had to poop? <laughs> how, how pissed would you be? Right. Well, it like, got I'm to the poop point, my pants. It got to the point where people were rolling their windows down, asking other drivers, "Like, what the hell is going yeah, on?" Yeah. And then it finally. Uh, someone received a text or something where, and then I could figure out. Okay, it's a protest. Like there's, if it was just an not just, but if it was just an accident, we'd be at least moving. Yeah, some lane would be opened yeah. up. Or but there was there was no movement mm-hmm. at all. So, yeah. well, anyway. and you could you know when they said they only got eight of the hundred protesters, yeah, or hundreds. I mean, they're in a tunnel. You could have just closed down the, the tunnel and said, hey. 
folks, there's one way to get out of here. Yeah. It's to jail. We we yeah. we could. I, have. I don't know. I bring some school buses out there, throw some people on some school buses and say, let's go. Yeah. We're going to jail. I mean, it's again, I want people, even the people that I disagree with their viewpoints the most, they need to be able to protest. Right? That's what we are in America. We allow the speech that we hate the most yep. to be said. Yep. But you don't do it in the middle of the road. Nope. It's just not, not right. And there's psychopaths out there that'll just roll you right over. I'm kind of one of them. Yeah, you're like, you're just, again, those people are very lucky that one person just wasn't, didn't snap. Yeah, who just that, didn't say, this is my day. Screw yep, it. I'm yep. just going to roll these people over. I'll take the bullet for everybody yep, else. I'll, I'll do you it. Know, yeah. And then traffic will be open. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, Harmony Spirits. Ooh. They are uh, big supporters of the Weekly Scramble and also have been for Garage Logic. And uh, I, you know what? Uh, Sales guy Rob sent me a recipe, and I'm having the darndest time finding it. So when I do find it, I will post it to my social media account. But Harmony is a perfect gift this time of the year for someone that's really tough to buy for. Because say I love you with the gift of booze. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Everybody likes it. Go into your local liquor store. Continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. Um, that's how we are going to continue to help them grow. You had some information in that very regard, Okay, do me sir. a favor. So Harmony Spirits is a long way away from here. Let's cut to the chase. About two and a half hours. It's two and a half hours. Yep. Not every, and I know GLers and Weekly Scramble listeners are all over Minnesota. Yep. All, you know, I'll talk about my Facebook thing in a little bit. They're all over Minnesota. I'm meeting people from all over Minnesota. So there's people down by Harmony that can get there easily. I can't get there easily. I'm going to tell you. Right. I can't get to Harmony easily. I don't drive by it very often. But what I can do is I can ask for it by name when I go into a liquor store. And Larry, one of the owners of Harmony, yep. said, hey, let's talk about the Butcher's Deli in Victoria, Minnesota, right? It's Again, it's called the Butcher's Deli in Victoria, Minnesota. The owner is Brandon Wallace. He's a GLer. Cool. Right? So we got a GLer that owns a liquor store called the Butcher's Deli in Victoria. I can get to Victoria. That's not I that far away. I quite literally just drove by that on Sunday coming home from Delano. My son had a basketball tournament in Delano So on next Sunday. time, go in and say, hey, Brandon, can I get some Harmony? Spirits, That's cool. right? Because you can do it. So what we're going to try to do, I'm talking to Larry, and I said, Larry, this is really great. Give us lists where people in the Twin Cities can go support you because that's one thing that we know about GLers. That's one thing we really know about GLers, yeah. that the people who advertise on GL with a logical, good quality product, right? 100%. Fratelloni's, uh, Hofferman, um, th- these guys, Harmony. I- I'm going through all of them. I can't even think. That was, North the, American Banking Company. All of these guys. Yeah. They uh, Do you guys vet these people? Do we vet our advertisers? Come on in. I mean, we. I don't think we do that. I think we have like legitimately real it square always, guys. Here, here's what I will say in, in all seriousness. It's got to be, Joe, Joe has always said this, it's got to be the right fit, right? It's got to be the right kind of fit. To, Absolutely. You know, and, and that's why so many of the people that do advertise with us, it just makes sense because, well, number one, we have personal relationships with a lot of these people. But number two, it's stuff that people want, and which is why it makes sense. And they probably are GLers. Yeah, exactly. They're just, so, so we're already kind of yep. of the same ilk. Yeah. So my mind says you go into to Brandon's place, the Butcher's Deli, and you say, hey, Brandon, I'm a GLer. Can you show me what you got from Harmony? Cool. And talk to him about it. Even yes. if you don't buy it, go talk to him about it. Yeah. And, and that's how we build our company, our brand, right? That's how we build GL. That's how we build the group out there that listens G- to GL and the power See, that we have. I used to make daily trips to Victoria because that's where my boys uh, had daycare when I 
I was living in Carver. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm a little bit further away, I'm trying to think of when my next trip up to Victoria will be, probably in the next week or so. I will 100% stop in. So every week, let's 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 do this. Let's talk about a new recipe that they have. Cool. Let's talk about a new drink. Yeah. Let's talk about their their room down in close to the border of Iowa, two and a half way, uh, hours Minnesota, away. The beautiful, room. beautiful yep. place. But more importantly, let's talk about where you buy it in the Twin Cities. Love it. Because that's where I want to go and get no, it. No, I do love that. So okay. thank you very much. Uh, HarmonySpirits.net is their website. You can also see them on social media at Harmony Spirits on Twitter. We are now in December. Christmas is just around the corner. Take care of your holiday shopping with a gift that your family will love, not just this year, but for years to come. You can do it in a matter of a couple clicks with a gift certificate from MySoundStory.com. SoundStory, a professionally hour-long produced conversation in which you or one of your loved ones is interviewed by your choice of one of our professional interviewees, including me, the Rook. It's a conversation with their experience from childhood, school, career, the first date, whatever the case may be, you will get it with SoundStory. You or your loved one's voices and and their stories are saved for your family forever. That's a great deal. So forget the bad sweater. You and your siblings go in on a gift certificate for your parents and get them a sound story at mysoundstory.com. And for a limited time, enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT. You get 10% off that sound story gift certificate. Being able to check this out in a podcast interview with your grandparents is one of the best things you'll ever do. It's a gift you'll never regret giving, but it's a gift that everyone in your family will love. Mysoundstory.com, promo code FLASHLIGHT. 10% 10% off a gift certificate for SoundStory. That's the plan. Flashlight. Remember Flashlight at MySoundStory.com. SoundStory for you, for them, forever. All right, so I have a couple of other items that I want to get to with you, and it's one of those deals, too, where it's like, got too much material here. Oh, yeah. Um, but you wanted to get to something, and I don't want to forget about that. I need some help. Okay. Okay, I, I need your help, and I need all these GLers and, and these garage logicians slash weekly scramble listeners. You know I'm going for 5,000 Facebook friends, right? <laughs> At, Reavers, this is really resonating with people. I'm meeting some really, really nice people from all around the United States, which is shocking. Right, so many people listen the to the show. The power of social media. I mean, honest, God, it's yeah. really quite incredible. A couple of questions people had because I keep using the term. I want to have five thousand buddies. That's guys or girls. I don't care. Buddies or guys or girls. Right? You can yep. be a guy or a yep. girl, a yep. buddy of mine. I also need to come up with a name like Fratelloni's uh, race to five thousand. Fratelloni's five thousand friend Facebook friends. Fratelloni. I need to come up with something that sounds cool. Maybe starts with all F's. I can't think of a good, you know. But but again, my goal is I want to have. 5,000 Facebook friends that are GLers, that listen to the Weekly Scramble, that listen to GL, that have the same, that maybe know their cylinder index, right? I want these people because I think I am one of these guys, and I think anytime I go out, I want to say, hey, I'm going to uh, Lucky 13's in, in Roseville. Is anyone here? And I want to buy people a drink, right? Because I want to meet more people. And then I also know that there's a guy in that bar that... If things were going to get weird, that guy's got my back and I got his back, <laughs> right? Like, I just I just know that the people that I've met already, so I've had hundreds of people already Facebook friend me since I started doing this. Okay. So I have like 4,000 more to go. That's a lot, right? Or a little less than 4,000 more to go. But it's still very cool that I'm meeting all these people. So if you go on to Facebook, Mike, Michael Fratelloni is what my Facebook name is, yep. right? You'll see a couple of videos. I'm going to start posting more stuff. I have a bunch of old crap up there. I've posted a couple classics already. <laughs> okay, whatever. I posted some things. It's not easy to come up with cool things to post, by the way, FYI. Gotcha. Just so you know. It's so not easy to come up. I'm trying to find the proper... Um, Alliteration? Alliteration. Because yeah. the, the Fratelloni 5000 Facebook friend request... Yeah. But I'm thinking, you know, so I did synonyms for quest. Okay. And 
there isn't really anything that starts with the letter F. So I'm thinking crusade, expedition, inquiry, pilgrimage, but none of that really, because I, I want to keep the alliteration because I like uh, the, the, the Fratelloni 5000 Facebook friend you know, festival. I'm, try, I'm just yeah, trying to think. I, I, of, there's somebody knows something. Some people, someone must, might have a thesaurus at home. Yes. Access to Chat GPT. <laughs> They'll be able to do it. And, and if oh. they go ahead, I, I did it on Chat GPT. I didn't give it the right stuff. Okay. But what I wish is just just write in. What's our email address that we write into? Uh, well, everybody. they can email the show via the garagelogic.com site, and that'll come directly to me because I get emails from people all the time. Okay, so there regard. is no direct email that they write. I, I think if you do it via the weekly scramble uh, landing page, okay, it, it works. The same it comes way. Com, comes yep. right to us. So go to the weekly scramble landing page. Hit the email. Send me and Reavers, Reavers and I, I and Reavers. <laughs> Didn't know where I was going with that. That's okay. Send us what you think, and then we'll give you credit for developing this. One hundred percent. And then when I'm out at a bar and I say, "Hey," I go onto Facebook and I say, "Hey, who's at this bar right now?" And seven guys say, "I'm here." You're all getting beers. Or I'm on my way. Yeah, or I'm on my way. Yes. Right? I think it would be, honest to God, Reavers, four or 500 guys have, guys and gals have Facebook friend requested me. Maybe 70 of them have sent me a message. They're sending me pictures of their trucks. They're sending me pictures of them smoking cigars at their cabin cool. down in Florida. I, I can go on a vacation in Arizona, Florida, um, Detroit, uh, Denver, and I got a buddy there already. I mean, it's weird. That's cool. It's weird how cool. It's like, hey, if you're in town, let me buy you dinner. I'm like... 100%. 100%. So I'm very excited about this. I've never had this many friends ever in my entire life. Okay. I, I mean, you are you're mocking me, but no, I truly I, I truly I'm very excited no, I'm for not, it. You know what I am? I'm not mocking you. I am living by it's it's almost like I'm watching my kid get excited about something good. Cool. Good. That's 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 my reaction. All right, so well, like when I watch one of my boys get excited about something, that that genuinely makes me happy. Well, I think of all the times that you and I are at the state fair, and I would like to go out after the state fair. And if I have 5,000 buddies there and I say, hey, after the show, you can come watch We're the show. All going come to Andy's Grill. We're all going to Andy's Garage. Let's go. Yep. Let's, and all of a sudden, me, you, and 100 dudes are going to have a beer. How awesome would that be? And if you're buying, yes. If I can get 100 guys to the state fair, I'm buying 100 guys a beer. 100%. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, there's, right. there's not a question that I would do that. That would be so cool. And then the worrisome part is that what if they all wanted to buy me a beer back? <laughs> then, I might uh, have to be there for then, a while. Then, yeah, you would definitely have to spend the night. Well, thank you for letting me uh, get well, tangential. So, um, your guy is at it again. Oh, no, which one? Um, former President Donald Trump <laughs> has launched another uh, trading card. No kidding. This morning. Oh, you're kidding. And so, well, I, I figured you were probably already hip to it, but obviously you're not. I have not heard of that but one But I'm Because cu- I was curious if it has already sold out. So, for those of you that are unfamiliar... It was, what, probably a year ago that he launched his first ever digital trading card. Um, I think they were, at the time, they were the first round. I believe they were $99. I'm willing to be corrected. And I know this morning he launched a second effort with digital digital trading cards. And I think there was only about 100 left when I checked the last time. And I'm wondering if there's any left currently. All I know is that it's the Trump... A mugshot trading card. Yeah. I mean, that is brilliant. Not only is it brilliant, but think of how many of the series he's going to be able to do. And I, I, I had said, well, this is going to, he's going to basically be able to become, you know, tops where here's the 2023 version of this year's trading cards. And people are going to keep, well, 
Let me give you some stats, right? Some here are some key facts. Yeah. I'm looking this up as on the fly. Trump released 100,000 cards on Tuesday today at collecttrumpcards.com, $99 each, including 2,024 limited edition physical cards of different varieties, right? Okay. Of different rarities, actually. Okay. So um, there's there is something cool here of the first 200 people to buy 100 cards using cryptocurrency will receive an another bonus, a one-on-one NFT, two tickets for a cocktail reception with Trump before the Mar-a-Lago dinner. How cool is that? You got to buy a hundred, the first two hundred people to buy one hundred trading cards at ninety nine dollars a piece. So that's what ten thousand bucks. That's ten grand. That's a kind of a lot, right? That that's kind of fun. Why are you though? pulling out your wallet? I don't. <laughs> I mean, like American <laughs> Express, don't fail me now. I mean, nine million dollars. And is again, what whatever you want to say about former President Trump, he's a marketing genius. He's it, he's kiss. He knows how to do he it. He knows how to market. His audience. Well, oh, so, these cards look so cool too. So there are there is still availability from what um, you can I, see. I don't know. Well, let's see here. Let me click buy it now or right now. Collect Trump cards. Let me see. Do do do. Make it easy. Oh, I got to do it digitally. And then he wants to do it with crypto. How cool is that? Right. You know why he wants to do it with crypto? So no one knows that he collected the money, <laughs> right? Or so no one knows really. Oh, you have to. And, yeah. This is really weird. They're trying to get you to buy it with crypto, not good old greenbacks. I'm not surprised about that. I find that kind of weird. I wonder if well, collect it's digital, Trump cards. It's digital currency purchasing digital uh, goods. Yeah. Uh, still. Still, there seems like you should still kind of, oh, it doesn't say it accepts credit cards in, in crypto too, right? So it will do both. All right. The mugshot edition now available. Well, I How think cool part is of it that? is because... And you know this as a as a as a retailer, don't you have to pay a fee associated with a credit card you transaction? You do, up to a few percent. Right? Yeah, so that's probably why. That that is probably why. Okay, so um, again, I am not political. I don't care either way. I don't care who you like. I don't care who I like. Right. More importantly, I don't care who I like. It doesn't matter. But there's one thing I can tell you: Donald Trump could put up hundred thousand cards and he'd sell them. How many cards do you think Joe Biden would sell? And be honest. How many do you think he'd sell at $99 a piece? He, he probably might be able to sell them. It wouldn't be nearly at the rate that former to President one? Trump. Oh, yeah, probably. 1,000 to one? Because, again, it, again, this is just my opinion, he received votes. I'm talking about current President Biden. He received the vote of the people that were just tired of Trump's mm -hmm. act, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's Trump has a loyal, passionate You either following. love him or hate him. You either love him or hate him. And the people that voted for Biden are the ones that just said, I'm just tired of this circus clown, right? That's, that's how he got the vote. You know what I think Donald Trump should do? He should ask for the votes of Democrats. Because that's one thing we don't do in politics anymore. We don't say, hey, I, I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not everything you'd want me to be, but I still want your vote because I think we agree on 80%, right? And I think more politicians, no matter who it is. I think that's is, wishful thinking, but I like yeah, your idea. Yeah, but I, you know, I think, I think actually a huge chunk of the, 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 the middle, right? 
the middle, the the 80% that's in the middle. You know, you might be far left middle, you might be far right middle, but you're still kind of in the middle. You're not that 10% on each end that kind of is controlling everything. The middle kind of understands 80%. Uh, they're like, I kind of like that. I kind of don't like that, but it's not my it's not my end issue. It's not the only issue I'm all about. But politicians don't ask for things from the opposing party anymore. They don't ask for that guy to say, hey, if we're close, I think I can get it done. I please love your vote. And I think people, when you ask people to do something genuinely, they'll consider it, right? And I get today's in, in the diametrically opposed world that we live in, it might be a little harder sell. But I think a guy like Trump, there's a lot of crossover in, a, in many demographics. There's a lot of crossover for Trump. You know, the um, African-Americans uh, historically have voted Democrat, right? You yep. know, a pretty, 11% yep. of America is African-American. I think African-Americans kind of like Donald Trump. And I think if he said, hey, you know what? I want all the Democrats that are African-American to consider me. I think he'd get a, lot, a ton of cross. He already got a lot of crossover last election, yep. but I think he'd get a lot more. And I think, you, might be you know, right. if all of a sudden you have 11% of um, African-Americans voting for Donald Trump, Trump wins in a, in a pretty big landslide. The, and you can buy his <laughs> trading card right now. <laughs> Mugshot. The, uh, the final thing that I wanted to bring up to your attention has to do with my favorite sport, the grand old game of baseball. <gasps> Pardon me while I cough. I know what you're going to talk about. So we all knew the offseason was going to be dominated in the headlines by one particular player who was a marvelous player and the first superstar two-way player to surface since Babe Ruth. Okay. And that is Japanese star, former California Angels pitcher, hitter, Shohei Otani, who signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers or as he was called on a local radio station that I heard, Shawai Owatnai. <laughs> I wish I was making that up. <laughs> to the point where my sons were in the car with me, and we all started laughing because we said, did she just say Shawai Owatnai? Yeah. And so now that's what the three of us that's call him. That's what you call him, yeah. Owatnai. Anyway, I won't name the radio station. Anywho, um, he signed a 10-year... $700 million contract. The largest, Michael, the largest, not only in the history of Major League Baseball, but in the history of professional sports. It did, it did, um, didn't um, Mbappe have a bigger contract than that? Who's Mbappe? He's the number one soccer star in the world. I think he signed a $1 billion contract. Oh, well, because I read that this had eclipsed Lionel Messi's Six hundred and forty oh, really? okay. whatever million. I thought so you, you might was, be right. I thought he was getting one billion dollars. I don't even know what that okay. is. He's literally an unbelievable player. Okay. But but let me ask you this: um, Otani didn't sign a ten-year, seven hundred million-dollar deal. That's where I was going. Yeah, but go ahead. He signed a twenty-year, first ten years for twenty million dollars, two million dollars a year. Yep. And then the last ten years, the second half of that, he gets the rest of the seven hundred million. So each year, for those of you that are unaware. It's not $70 million per year. The first 10 years is he's going to take a $2 million salary in each of the first 10 years. The 68 remaining will then be divvied up $68 million for the next 10 years. $68 million per year mm -hmm. for the 10 years after his playing contract is over with. Okay, so you got to have help me here because I'm going to do some fat math, and it's going to be lovely because yep. people doing fat math on the radio is always a good idea. Yep. What's the number one – who's the number one highest paid? Bryce Harper, what's he making per year? Who Who's the number one player or I number one wage player? I think it was Justin Verlander. And what was he making? 40 
four. Okay, million. so forty-four million. Let's just half paid by the Mets, half paid by the Astros. Okay, so I forty-four think. million dollars a year that he's getting currently. Correct. Well, in ten years, if we keep uh, inflation at what it is today, seven percent. In ten years, that seven hundred million, unless it's inflation adjusted seven hundred million, which it's not, which it's not, is going to be less than forty million bucks a year. So he's not actually going to be the highest paid player in the history of the game. Right. Uh, I mean, that's a big if. I don't see even at 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 inflation at three percent per year. Well, in ten years, that's thirty percent. And you know, it, again, fat math. I know it works differently than that. But thirty percent off of seventy is another twenty million bucks off. So he's making fifty million bucks a year. But so this, he's really not that high a paid guy. Let me restate that. It's really not the highest paid guy. The contract design was one hundred percent his idea. Why? Because he wanted the Dodgers. Oh. You know, world's smallest violin for them. Mm. He wanted them to be able to field a very competitive team around him. Sure. Meaning that while he's playing, he only wants only, but he wants two million it here to him, so that way the Dodgers have more money to spend on other parts of the team. And he wanted to stay in L.A. He wanted to stay in L.A. And I assume everybody from Japan. I mean, to get to L.A. from Japan is easy. Right, easier. The shortest flight. Yeah, or one of them, right? Which is why he picked the Angels in the first place. So, yeah, so everybody, I mean, the media is crazy for him. The Japanese media is crazy for him. So they're going to be all He's going to have endorsement money that's going to surpass 50 million a year. So he's still going to make significant money to play the game of baseball. I get it, but I'm going to argue that he's not the highest paid player. Because if, I mean, if we have crazy inflation, it might not even be that good a deal for him. Especially if he's okay on year nineteen and twenty, if he's only getting paid sixty-eight million bucks on year nineteen and twenty, well, twenty years from now, the future value of sixty-eight million dollars is not. Uh, it could be worth thirty million dollars. I, I did some reading yes. on Otani's camp, meaning mm-hmm. his representation um, from Japan, and uh, not not I wasn't in Japan, but mm-hmm. his representation oh, sure. is in Japan. You weren't from Japan. I wasn't from this, Japan yeah. reading this, um, but they're. This just in pretty smart people. I have a prediction in that regard. Yes. Once the ten year deal is up, okay, you now we're gonna have what whatever so you're gonna have six hundred and eighty million left to pay mm-hmm. over the course of the next ten years. Here's what my prediction is going to be. When twenty thirty four rolls around, his representation is going to go to the Dodgers and say, Hey, we understand that sixty eight million is is an awful lofty price to pay for a guy that's not going to play baseball anymore. Because mm-hmm. at the time, he's going to be 40 years old. Yeah, so okay. he's not going to be playing anymore. How about we do this? How about over the next 25 years, that $680 million can be divided equally with interest or or whatever. They'll sure. work, work it out to almost become some type of home equity loan. Do you think he could have some ownership at that point? That's, Tur- turn that's, my $680 million bucks into that's half ownership. exactly what I was going to go Is with. Is he worth it? Is he worth giving pain half Do the, I think so? Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Really? Why, why not? Well, okay. Was he worth it up until this point? Yes, he was the best player okay. in, in, in the sport. No, no question. But the problem is... Once a player, you know, and it's tough to it's tough to say it in this way. He's he's thirty. Year, he's going to be thirty years old when the next baseball season rolls around. Mm-hmm. He's already had two significant arm injuries, yep. which if he can't pitch, well, that decreases half of his value. Yep. Because 
the reason his value is so high is because he's able to do both. Well, he's no longer going to be an elite starting Is there pitcher. not a DH? In... There is. So is he even going to be hitting? Yes, he will be hitting. So he'll pitch and hit? Not next year because he's coming off a significant arm injury. So okay, he's so just what, be so a... when he becomes a pitcher again, yep. will he have a DH? Well, there's a new rule to get really get into the weeds. There's a new rule now which states um, you can designate one player. To some random dude. to be, And they created this rule because of him. Okay. Because they wanted him to become the superstar that he has become. Okay, so he can both. instead. So in the past. So if he came out of the game as the pitcher, he can still remain in the lineup as the designated hitter because he was hitting for himself to start the game. Okay, so he could start the game, still pitch and hit. Yes. But. Previous to this, if you were the pitcher and you had to have a DH, were there ever there was never a chance where a different person would be DH, but the pitcher could still pitch or get hit? No, because the pitchers always had to have a DH. Yes. Okay. Now they're saying uh, hypothetically, why would it matter? In right? fact, there was another team that used this loophole. It's not even a loophole; it's the rule. But it used this because one of their pitchers was actually a really good hitter. Okay. I, it, it's completely. I'm How interesting right is now. that? That that yeah. that's going to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, forty year olds. You don't see a lot of forty year old pitchers. No, and, yeah. and to, I mean, if you want, I, I I think. But again, the Dodgers are looking at this, saying, "Well, guess what." We're the Dodgers. We've got more money than we know what to do with. Mm-hmm. We have one of the largest television contracts, you know, in baseball right now. In fact, although I, I think Royce said something to the contrary yesterday, but um, they're going to make this money back on him, especially early on, where they only have to put two yeah, million, bucks, million bucks. In. Yeah. They're going to, from a marketing standpoint, they're going to make all of this money back because even when he's done playing, he's still going to be a part of the team. In some capacity, whether he's an ambassador for Japan, whatever he's sure. going to be. Does he speak English well? I don't think so. Okay, so, you, so he's not somebody you'll see in American commercials. But, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 Speaking, I guess I can't, I can't answer Okay, let that. me ask you this. Uh, whenever I hear a story like this and I hear a guy making $700 million, first of all, I like to pick it apart, right? I like to do the, all the financials, yep. all getting, just seeing how he really got screwed on the deal instead yep. of made, made $700 million. Yep. Um, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for our beautiful <laughs> twins? Well, who can the twins look at and say, hey, um, uh, Jorge Planco, we're going to pay you $2 million a year and $140,000 from your 10 <laughs> to hear twenty. I mean, how, how does that work? Is there anybody? Because I get from what I understand, I don't think the twins have ever done deferred money. So, but I, if I'm understanding this right, and, and help me, because you understand this, deferred money does not go against your cap. Is there such well, a thing as it's salary balanced cap? out? So instead of it being uh, a seventy million dollar hit against their against their payroll, mm-hmm. it basically gets cut in half because okay. it's being deferred over the course of twenty years. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. I so thought the seven hundred million dollars isn't in a ten year window. It's now in a twenty, 20 year window. window. Okay, that makes sense. But I thought for some reason that um, deferred money was, didn't go against your cap at all. No, it does. It does. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I mean, do you think the poll ads know? But should I write a short letter to the poll ads and say, "Hey, poll ads, I found something for well, you." Well, but there are very few teams that are willing to do, do deferred this. money yeah. because yeah. you just never know what's going to happen. You know, look at the Mets. The Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla. Who hasn't been in uniform for them since I think 2000? Yeah, and they're still paying him. Well, didn't we call we kinda, Bobby Bonilla Day? It's July 1st, I believe. Didn't we kind of do that with the Wild, with Suter and Parisi? Yeah, where we gave them so much of, money, yes. where, and then they had to go on a different contract, yes. play somewhere else, yep. and we're still paying them. What's the difference? That's true. Right, we're still kind of doing true. it. That's so true. your twins, because the Polads got the bucks, they can do whatever they want. I think 
the fact that they don't have a television deal um, is going to hamper their ability. Who's that going to be? Do you think Channel 5 is going to pick this up? I have, I've said it in the hallways. Oh, oh my God. We that would be should, so great. It would be awesome, but I, do, I doubt it will happen. I I, you know what happen. I would like? Th- it that's to not be. me ripping Channel 5. That's just. No, I, I, I mean, just, it, they're probably not going to pick it up, but wouldn't that be cool to be able to well, pick up? Well, but people. So uh, again, now you're really going to get me going. Mm-hmm. It, and I love baseball, but people see these kind of, oh, this is so great. Well, ask yourself this. Ask yourself, why does it cost me $150 a month to have this particular provider with a $30 added on regional sports Mm -hmm. fee? Well, this is why. This is why. Because, you know, this buck is being passed down to the consumer at some point. These TV contracts are so big that they can play a pair. And now you're seeing so much infighting where I think, what what was it I just saw the other day? DirecTV just said, we're not NBC, we're not paying this. Yeah. So they dropped NBC. Oh, you know what? I was watching a game where they kept sending that Chiron across saying, Care 11 will no longer have this. And I thought, that's your inner fight. Get this crap off the TV because they have it right now. Well, and they dropped them. Did they? Yes. That's good for them. Yeah. I have Hulu TV, so it's still there. That's what my son did. He did the Hulu has live sports, the Jalen Hurts. Oh, so, did he? Oh, nice. Yeah, I said, hey, buddy, let's uh, let's not do that. He's in place for the Eagles. <laughs> Michael, thank you, sir. Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor, rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would really appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.